back to batting around it's batting around it's baseball podcast i am your co-host jane Oss. with me as always is lauren hey everybody how's it going <laughs> and steven hey yo hey yo indeed are we doing a are we doing a different thing for this no season? it's okay we can we don't need to talk about the intro every time we'll just get get into to baseball not, i don't know not not a ton this week oh wait oh shohei otani is married now i, I don't know i was surprised that that only had like a day's worth of being be the topic of the day you know i feel like it didn't get in, enough attention yeah it didn't get as much attention as i thought it would anyway ah, he's a very private guy everybody yeah. was too sad all the fangirls and <laughs> fanboys on both sides of the pacific are uh, uh rending garments gnashing teeth he it's a normal japanese woman though yeah i saw you said that it's like she's a normal japanese woman i'm like sure that's how everyone wants to be described <laughs> like by their husband just like yes i married i married a normal woman wasn't there another player <laughs> from japan who like announced that he was married with like a like a hand-drawn picture of his, his wife what? a couple yeah. years ago i kind of swear i remember like yeah, i think it's yeah, just yeah. like i i think they're under a certain kind of like media scrutiny with their local media that like they're mm. just very inclined to be private about that kind of thing so i i kind of get where they're coming from oh i totally get that i mean if i'm shohei otani i want the media nowhere near my spouse <laughs> I'm taking this as an opportunity to go into a whole new realm of Otani trutherism. Oh, but I'm just going to say like, you know, I did, I've done with the dog. I don't think the dog is real. I'm just going to keep going in that direction. Uh, I don't think the wife is real. I think this is all, this is all fake. I think he, this is all okay. This is all for some, mm-hmm. what, what's the, what's the, like, this is always a conspiracy theory thing. What's the purpose of this? What, when you dig down, what's he trying to accomplish by, by making these things up? What's what's the underlying truth that undergirds the the world? I don't need to explain myself to you, <laughs> and I don't need to explain a, a fun conspiracy either. I just get to have it. I think an opportunity to like take it to the next level, and that's like having the grand design unfold. Like he's he's not telling people about his wife because he's secretly like like getting his consciousness merged with a, a giant mech or something. Like yeah, you can, you, you can kind. Of- to like turn it into a more fun yeah i was kind of going you know somewhere like that with it. i was i was more thinking like he goes home at night and just like plugs into a wall and goes to sleep he's got one of those apartments that's just like all white with nothing in it yeah no he might he might i think he might be <laughs> some sort of cyborg or robot type person yes just like one austere chair and then the fridge is just full of like pre-made meals he just like pulls the top off like the or just like canned like like noodles that he just pops the lid off of and starts eating spaghetti every night for dinner. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's no, he's a cyborg. He plugs himself into the wall for his energy sources. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, he doesn't even okay, he doesn't even eat food. He's like totally Yeah, I'm way more literal about him. I was being literal. I wasn't being like, <laughs> oh, he's it's not a very interesting guy or anything like that. No, no. I think that I, I'm starting to think that he is a Terminator. I think he's sent back in time. My next husband is it a, is it a Terminator situation or a Robocop reboot situation where like he has like one organ left and if you open up like the the chest compartment, you can see like it's still beating long that remain. It's like uh the one in Robocop too, where it's got the screen face that's always like yelling and stuff, but yeah, inside there's like the heart and the and the brain stuff. Or it's like or, or like I think it's more like a like Count Dooku type of thing, is what okay. you're describing. Mm. Where there's like a yeah, couple yeah, shriveled yeah. lungs and yeah. Except no, he's just like a perfect specimen sent back from the future. Okay. So it's 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 Terminator. It's ter- it's a Terminator yeah. situation. Okay. It's a Terminator situation, yeah. Like he's he's just so perfectly built to do everything and does everything. He hits, he pitches, he runs, and then like you know he's yeah two way player. That's just like not a thing that's happened for so long. I I don't believe the story about like no I the you know that one coach and then the fighters really believed in me and let me do both things. Like no, I just think we're, it's 
a, a cyborg man sent back in time. Okay, that's fair. I think uh, one angle of this uh, that is worth considering is if 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 this if he is truly married and, and not a cyborg set in the future, he probably dedicates himself as much to his wife as he dedicates to the art of hitting and pitching at the same time. Making I, I would imagine it, he would be as fully committed, making him uh, like a world class uh, wife guy. Like one of one of the goats, uh, probably within a, within the span of a couple of years. Where's he finding the time? To do this. <laughs> He's got to be bad at something. At something. Most wife guys have a full time job. I mean, he, he he travels a lot for work. Obviously. Are are most wife guys good at their full time job? I've, this good? Their full time job is being uh, most people's full time job is being a wife guy. I'm saying he could do he could do all three. I, I don't know. He'll probably prove me wrong, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say no. There's no time. Um, and he's not going to give us any speculation or any, you know, information about this. We're never going to learn another thing about her. So uh, that will just, you know, feed into my con- my new conspiracy here. Doesn't exist. Not real. Uh, we might see, the, you know, stage managed thing happening at some point, but don't believe it. The fact that the dog was on the announcement of this is kind of a giveaway. That, like he thinks this is like there's like one data point Americans care about. And it's the dog. Mm-hmm. It's the dog. You're all getting tricked by dogs. It's way too easy. Way too easy. They've known each other for three to four years, which is interesting. He has to have a range, so it's like yeah, pe- <laughs> like anybody that's stalking him doesn't know exactly who it is. Oh. It is kind of perfect that he's now he announces he's on the Dodgers, which is like a whole team of of uh, incredible wife guys mm. who all like remember they all had like a kid within the same like three weeks of each other. Yep. Is this less a throw the media off my back my personal life and more of a bonding exercise with the dodgers it might be i mean i think you probably get along with mookie and freddie freeman no matter what but you know it always helps to have more kind of things to talk about in in the the clubhouse we all have a pregnancy pact (laughs) like a whole bunch of girls going to prom show hey you want in on this you want to you want to see your wife raw at the same time as the rest of us Baseball players are fucking weird, man. I bet it's I bet it is like that literal. I bet it's not an accident that they're all like having babies at the same time. Imagine that fucking group chat. Oh yeah. god. Imagine Dave Roberts being the one to try to get them all get them all to agree to this. He's the one coordinating mm-hmm. the whole thing. <laughs> Steven coming across leaked group chat logs and really disappointed at the contents of the Dodgers daddies. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, this oh. Oh, oh fuck! Okay. Come on. God damn it! Yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> they're always complaining about changing diapers. This isn't the direction I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, folks, it's spring training. There's not a ton to talk about yet. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff happens at spring training, I guess. Like, uh... I, I, I thought you were setting up a transition to the to the Dairy Daddy stuff with the Dodger Daddies remark. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Going for? We can do that. We can do that. I don't know. Like, I, was, I thought you were. I thought it was a really elegant transition you were setting up. I, I, uh, and that's the level ex- of, of quality I expected. So, okay. Speaking of daddies and cringe. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the minor leagues are going. I think they we were like well past the tipping point, but like if the seesaw is tipping, you know, it's not just like oh, it's teetering over one side. I think we are at this point fully like the the other side is down. I'm sick of this cutesy bunny minor league team stuff uh yeah. logos and stuff i think it's it's too far we the new one we have now is the was it danville daddy or dairy daddies danville dairy daddies. hate this yeah. hate this hate this it's real bad i got i was on board for the montgomery biscuits the kind of the cute yep. like the shucker the biloxi shuckers was cute 
Um, yeah. We're getting away from food and into just like, okay, this is, this, this, this is just, this is just like baiting your LGBT fans a little bit too much. Uh, uh, I don't even think for? it's that. I think it's just, oh, we want to go viral. We yeah. want to go viral yeah, on yeah, TikTok. Ultimately. We're going to cater to that. Like when, when the Iron Pigs are the like Scrapple or Fosnacht for a night, like that's cool. It's, it's like local food, whatever. It's it's cutesy. Yeah, it, sells, it, it sells some ball caps. Yeah. Yeah. It's cutesy. Mm-hmm. It sells ball caps, but like it's it's fine. I'd, like that is within the realm of acceptability to me. This is just kind of like you're you're being intentionally weird and off-putting to get more attention on social media and it's very clear that that's what you're doing i i'm tired of this i'm already not like a novelty shirt person i would still be deeply embarrassed if i i knew or or was like friends with someone wearing a shirt that said get milked yeah 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 this is like oh you're wearing the co-ed naked volleyball shirt like this is like wearing a like you know female body inspector shirt or something i think it's about that level like it's like a the mid 2000s like spencer's giftification of the minor leagues but it's it's the it's the zoomer version of that uh, is it even zoomer though i feel like this is mm, i feel like that's this actually very fair this, this is probably as a, as a professional marketing adjacent person this does read is very millennial coded unfortunately yeah. Uh, I guess we haven't even said what it is, but it's the Dairy Daddies, and it's just like a a buff like bull. It's it's very. I guess like it is kind of queer coded in a way because it is <laughs> like you know a cow with udders, but it's wearing jeans and but it's very like mask. Yeah, like, and the the mascot is called McCreamy the Bull. So like, yeah, they know <sighs> what they're doing here. Yeah, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. And I I guess I guess gets a pushback even in our own Discord. People being like, uh. Please give us this for like an, an emoji. And that's like the only one I've ever said no to. Like, of all the emoji requests or whatever requests oh, people fuck. have in our Discord, I'm usually pretty they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, as long as you guys are having fun, do what you want. Sure, I'll install this bot. Sure, I'll do this. But that was the only time I've ever been like, no, we're not having a Dairy Daddy's <laughs> emote in our Discord. I have not you, looked at the- You can take that to a more hedonistic at baseball, gay baseball podcast than ours. That's. We draw a line somewhere. Take that to uh, an actually horny baseball podcast <laughs> Discord, like effectively wild. You know? <laughs> oh, they definitely have a Dairy Daddy's emoji in their in their Discord. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the miners can be weird on their own. They don't need this extra yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, it was a great yeah. minor league team name that was weird and inexplicable, but, but like perfectly fine. The New Orleans Zephyrs. Mm. Sure. They yeah. were. Fewer cities have been wronged by, a, by by minor league baseball worse than New Orleans when the Zephyrs became the baby cakes. That was like the start of a lot of the really yeah. bad side of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll post New Orleans some kind of baseball reparations for that. <laughs> okay. Anything else to say on this topic? No, let's just get rid of the whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that's I don't I don't want anyone to say get rid of minor league baseball. Minor league baseball is great. I don't want to be aligned with like, the Manfred. Right. Of, of, of consolidating teams i want more weird baseball and smaller venues i just want it authentically weird and not like branded millennial marketer yeah we should not be ruled by like the the, the tire the tyranny of, of of like the 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 40 year old women who shop at, at target and all, everything in their apartment uh is like in, in the, the gold cursive font yeah that's that's who runs these things throw off the yoke of the communications majors 
We need to, <laughs> we need to be done here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Minor league baseball is the realm. <laughs> it belongs to the to the interns, not to the yeah. like <laughs> mid level market. Exactly. Uh, Forty five thousand a year communications degree holders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll move on from there. Uh, Stephen, how are you holding up? I am uh, bereft. I don't know how to properly answer that question. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to even talk about it. It's a really tough time for me and my friends. Uh, but I appreciate you checking in. It's it's really good of you to be thinking of us in our dark <laughs> hour. And for anyone who doesn't know what Steven's so upset about here, uh, it's because the, the Phillies have scrapped Dollar Dog Night. This is full-on shock doctrine, folks. Yeah. They wanted to get rid of Dollar Dog Nights for years because it was not profitable. And they're using our reputation against us. Sure, there were several verifiable incidents last year where people threw hot dogs everywhere. Note, they didn't throw them on the field. They threw them at each other or up in the air, which I think is fun and whimsical. And it's not really wasting food because it's really it's like pseudo food. Yeah, can you really call it a hot dog food? <laughs> Especially a ballpark hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of the stupid. I never, ever, ever again want to hear the like, is it a sandwich thing? What I want to hear is like, are hot dogs food? Like, <laughs> yes or no, that should be the big debate. They're basically just blaming our rowdy fans on getting rid of dollar dog nights. And I'm pissed. As you should be. Yeah, as you should be. I do think they are. Yeah, they're they're using like, they're saying, they're using this reputation that Phillies fans have. Of being, yeah, a bunch of like violent children to say that we can't, like, you know, be be arming them anymore. But I contend that Phillies sports fans, I, I think, I don't think they have their edge anymore. Like, when was the last time they did something like truly horrible? It, there's there are several examples in the past couple years of them like cheering on a guy that's struggling instead of just booing him. Yeah, they're like, watched. Yeah. And, yeah, it happened with Alec Bohm, happened with Trey Turner. Like, yeah, okay, it worked out good for them. But like, if you want to have a reputation as being like the like these mean asshole fans, you can't be doing yeah. that stuff. Especially when other teams like the White Sox are having fans sneaking guns into the park. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come there's on. There's no comparison here. Phillies fans, you have lost your edge. I am challenging <laughs> you to start whipping batteries. I want to see someone throw a spear on the field. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I'm I'm kind of interested in the fiscal, the financial angle of all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do a little bit of research. They're they're technically they're getting rid of the dollar dog night, replacing it with the Action News Philadelphia uh, ABC six reporting that they're replacing it with uh, buy one get one nights, which obviously Ooh. objectively is financially much worse deal for most for for most people. That's replacing... yeah, because how much is a dog then? Probably like yeah. five or six bucks at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before it's like two dogs for two dollars, and now it's Two dogs for, well, I guess two fifty. But if you want any more than that, it's just going to increase substantially. And I, I'm kind of doing a, a comparison in my head here about the the math on this. One factor here that I think is really interesting is that the only team not subject to the American dollar, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, is maintaining their Looney Dog Night. They've announced for the mm-hmm. 2024 season. They're going to keep doing them. Uh, they sold six thousand six hundred ninety three thousand eight hundred sixty five Looney Dogs in 2023. They're going forward again. Uh, and they have also had issues of players throwing hot dogs around. We, we've reported on this because we're the number one hot dog news related 
podcast, mm -hmm. they will be limited to four Looney Dogs per transaction. That is new. So they are also subject to some new limits, very, you know, comparatively mild limitations. Uh, but, and they also have a sausage company kind of subsidizing the promotion. That probably also helps them in comparison. But one of the key aspects, one of the key factors here, I think that's going uncommented on, is Canada has had a lower inflation rate over the last couple of years than us. They're sitting at about 3.6% inflation over a time period where we've experienced a 5% inflation on average. So even though their buying power is only three quarters of ours, dollar to dollar, you know, a loony is their dollar and it's 75 American cents. Yeah. Uh, they're still able to maintain this promotion just because the their prices have not gone up uh, as much. Uh, this, this all feeds into my grand conspiracy theory of American uh, politics, which is that everything is tied to the cost of beef. When beef, when ground beef yeah. costs more, yeah. Americans uh, get rowdy and uh, incentivized toward uh, violent struggle. When cost of beef is low, uh, we're we're pretty placid. <laughs> Marxist Leninist Walkerism here. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, people say it's the price of gas. It's not. It's the price of beef. Yeah, yeah. If Joe Biden can get beef under like three dollars a, a pound, he's assured to uh, safe reelection. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm an accelerationist. If I want the price of beef to go up, yeah, I mean, beef should be objectively be more expensive. It's heavily subsidized. It's a monstrous industry all around. It, it should cost way more than it does. You're courting a uh, violent overthrow of the government by uh, saying <laughs> ground beef should cost like eight dollars a pound. Ground beef should cost eight dollars a pound. It should, be, yeah, it should definitely be more than that. <laughs> it should be fifteen dollars a pound. Let's go. Let's, let's bring it up. <laughs> I'm not kidding at all when I say that. I think that if you look at like the things people are, are talking about, and they're mad about inflation. When they're looking at like grocery carts and posting pictures of like this was one hundred and fifty dollars. What this used to be seventy five dollars. 90% of the time, it's sublimated anxiety about how much about the, the price of their ground beef. They need their tacos made with, you know, the El Paso packets, bright yellow corn tortillas and stuff. Yeah. Hatfield Phillies Franks. What are they made out of? Let's find out. I'm Googling right now. Beef, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> marrow, hide. Uh, Website's loading. Let me see here. Maybe some, maybe some beef. 100% all beef. I believe it. I believe it, Hatfield. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> And what an insult it is to like come back like we have this different promotion and it's not like even an every night thing. No, apparently they said they did like a survey of fans who said they, the fans didn't enjoy Dollar Dog Night, which I don't. I, that can't possibly be true. That's, That's AstroTurk. Obviously, no, the fucking the fucking group DMs light up when it's just like, oh, Dollar Dog Night eh, tomorrow. Who's going? Like, yeah, it's it's an event. It's Those universal. are the games that we try to go. Yeah. to. Here's the thing. Like you could go to Dollar Dog Night and load up on like seven hot dogs. I have, and I hurt myself with it because <laughs> you shouldn't have that many hot dogs. They're not no, food, no. as have as has been discussed. Uh, but you could just get one or two, and it's still it's still like eight dollars cheaper than normal. Yeah, yeah. and you're you're still paying to get in the park. You're still probably drinking a big beer. Like there's like the, the team is still financially is still making money over in, in the aggregate over this. Uh, there is one other anecdote here that I, I just want to uh, bring up, which is exactly your point about this being a community-driven thing. You wouldn't see this in any other ballpark. This is, uh, again, from the ABC6 story. Phillies fan Christian McGovern says he's been going to Dollar Dog Night every year for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. He says he was caught in the middle of the food fight after his friends were having a hot dog eating contest. Mm. Quote, my buddy ate 13 hot dogs, and a guy five rows ahead of us turned around, and he's like, yo, go for 14. <laughs> so... So he threw it and we caught it. And the next thing you know, people were throwing hot dogs from the second deck, the third deck. It was raining down on us. 
that's 29 ballparks. That doesn't happen. That's all I'm saying. Mm. We're losing a, a crucial piece of Philadelphia culture here. How, uh, how often do they do the dollar dog night or did they do the dollar dog night? They had like five or six a year. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. And even the Bogo dog night looks like it's only going to be about the same. It's just pretty, pretty, pretty stingy. That's why it was such a big event. It's like there are only five of them. And most of them yeah. are like in the beginning of the season anyway. Like there are very, there aren't as many dollar dog nights like in the middle or late in the season. There's usually they've like been... three up front and then like a couple later. And they've been doing this since 1997. Dollar Dog Night is as old as is older than a lot of our listeners. It's old enough to be like a depressed late twenties millennial. <laughs> like it's old yeah. enough to think its best years are are behind it. Phillies refugees, if you want to come somewhere that appreciates a Dollar Dog Night, guess what? It's every Tuesday at Target Field. Oh, what? <laughs> they do it every every time there is a Tuesday game at Target Field. They have Dollar Dog Dollar Dog Day. Are you sure Minnesota is going to be happy with a bunch of Philadelphians uh, invading the city? Oh, no, no, not at all. But that's also I want to see that, though, judging by how they how like they reacted in the 2018 NFL postseason. I would love to see this. I need need a bunch more Philadelphians coming in here, just, you know, freaking out because somebody said hello to them on the street. Yeah. It is weird that you do that. Yeah. Don't talk to me. What'd you say to me? <laughs> Why are you talking to me like that? Yeah. Oh, just it's... getting the Midwest nice beaten out of him by Bush and Raging Phillies fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, have, you know, there would be there would be a rough period <laughs> while, while you assimilate. But, you know, you're welcome to come here. But you know what? I think it'd be fine because like I was saying, I don't think you guys have the edge anymore. So mm. I think it, I think it'd be OK. We gotta, we gotta get our edge back. Yeah, I'll have, I'll, 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 I'll speak with the Phillies Illuminati on that. Bring it to the community, to the community, uh, yeah, the community meeting. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not mm-hmm. rowdy enough anymore. The the pole, the pole climbing thing has gone to our heads too much, guys. We need to, we need to, to buckle down and and really get up to some some risky shenanigans. Yeah. If I were to theorize, I'd say that like we're probably more violent and uncouth. When our teams are worse, yeah, across the board, teams have been pretty good there lately. That that probably is they've been like they've been good, but also soul crushing. Yeah. I, I like. I oh don't... please, you won like two fucking Super Bowls. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, for my friends who only care about the Sixers, who all want to kill themselves. Okay, yeah, but no, like on the whole, we've had it very good past decade, and I think that's why we've especially like the Phillies the past few years like we've gone soft it's true Mm -hmm. I can admit it now I can say it Mm -hmm. that was big (laughs) still offering dollar dog nights like I Nats haven't had it since like 2016 Orioles I don't think do it anymore Minnesota still does one again price of beef they're very low compared to the rest of the country I thought everyone did it no I think a bunch of teams have faded it phased it out in the last couple of years it's been a silent Pittsburgh apparently still does dollar dog night uh, I don't know. I'm re- I'll do some research on this. I'll I'll see if I can find when each team ended their dollar dark night. It's going to require. What the fuck else is going to get people into the ballpark at Pittsburgh? Really? <laughs> Jack Sawinski? Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. They should have Go dollar call, dog call night scans. every night. Yeah. <laughs> they should just be giving free food to everyone in the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you buy if you buy like an outfield ticket, you should just get like free. Just like they should just like give you like hook you up to a, a, like a a, a cloth, like a bag of uh, something anesthetizing that lasts like two hours yeah I think it, it, or just like here's a trough 
<laughs> like every every section has its own trough to feed from. And it's just it's just full of like Brave New World Soma. Yeah. Go to a Reds game and just have a trough of Cincinnati Skyline Chili. <laughs> I did finally have Skyline Chili. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you like made it though, right? Well, it was work was. Uh, we we got like a free. We get three or four like free lunches a week at work to as an incentive to go to the office. Okay. And one of them was like a local caterer who does, it was like a chili joint. Oh. Uh, and it was National Chili Day apparently, and mm. we we had the option of getting either, we had we had four kinds of chili on offer, and I built uh, a five way out of it. Okay, that so rules. it's not like well, it's it's like it's not like that brand, but it's the same. It's Cincinnati yeah. style chili that they made and then I assembled in the manner of a five way, which they told me they you know. And you had like the do. spaghetti noodles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they had all that. They, okay, they, they're like they're like a Skyla- they're like a Cincinnati style chili place. Oh, okay, okay. Virginia. Never mind. I take back my accusatory. <laughs> that actually uh, question. That reminds me. I've had that. I've had Skyline style chili. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that my it, at my old job we back you know when we were going into the office, uh, there was a lot of they had a lot of like social events that were like you know eh, i don't really want to participate in this but also it's during lunch and the food is free so yeah i'll obviously yeah. show up uh there was like a chili cook-off one year and one of the girls was from ohio and she did like she made her own skyline style chili and it was pretty good i gotta say it didn't win oh, yeah the guy the guy from uh east texas one because he had some crazy crazy shit going on there but uh <laughs> uh she it did pretty well and i was like chili on spaghetti what's going on here and i it, love it, that idea of chili on spaghetti noodles yeah, yeah it makes just a whole sense. bunch of cheese on the top yeah fuck yeah yeah like, it's some fucking onions yeah why the hell yeah, not? yeah yeah i put some diced jalapenos in there too i i don't know mm-hmm. i i have a, a weird number of friends in in cincinnati just based because of weird twitter alliances uh, in various baseball DMs, and they were all, you know, generally approved. They're like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty correct." Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll take their word for it. It's I I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the free meals we get. I prefer like the lobster roll day or the 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 like ribs and mac and cheese days when those caterers come in. But it's lobster so roll day. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we get lobster rolls. Is it a regular day? Uh, no, it's like every two or three weeks to get the the two or three weeks people to come in. It's not like a big lobster roll. Sure, you're getting a lot from work. That's cool. I, I like my job. What can I say? Do we have anything else we want to talk about, or do we want to uh, get to a mailbag question? I, I did a little, little something here. I did uh, my like first real sicko fantasy baseball draft. Okay, yeah, in a long time yesterday, and it it felt good. It felt like <laughs> oh, this is what I I I used to. I, I was so much more into baseball when I was doing this regularly, mm-hmm. and it felt great to do like a like a prolonged like five hour draft. It was an auction league. I've never done that before. That was super fun. I'm like reasonably happy with my team. I, I would encourage people who haven't done fantasy baseball, but like it's hard, you know, want to get like more involved in the sport, follow more players, follow more, te- more teams. Yeah. Great way to, way to do, do it. it. Like I'm going to be watching Astros games this year because I've got Chaz McCormick. I'm going to be watching Cubs games. I've got, I've got Danzy Swanson, Cody Ballinger, Shota Imanaga. I paid eight bucks for. Yeah, uh, really, really strongly recommend Michael King. I'm gonna be watching Padres games to see his starts. Corbin Burns. I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna have to fucking paper cable because I got a bunch of Orioles guys. Uh, I've got Adley Rutschman and and Corbin Burns. 
uh, and keep Ruiz on the Nash on the Nats. So I got to fucking pay for a cable package now all season long. That's even if it's a tax write off because I do a podcast about baseball. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 pumped now. I'm more, I'm more hyped for baseball than I've been in a long time just because like I I'm gonna have an excuse to tune in to watch Ozzy Al- Albies a couple nights a week. Hell yeah! It's uh it's sick as hell. Strong strong recommend. You know we get the question like every year, so I think we should just yeah we'll just uh you know use this as as the how do I get into baseball thing uh, when I'm a new baseball fan. Play fantasy baseball. You don't have to go totally sicko mode like Lauren. But yeah, you, you don't know. need daily lineups. Don't do fucking daily lineups. Mm, that never is do insane. That. Never ever ever do that. That's for like yeah, like really really true sicko pervers. Just find a casual, like even a fairly casual, you know, casual league with your friends or something. Yeah. Uh, or just you know, people some, from Reddit. Some buds it's on Twitter fine. or yeah, yeah or or our Discord or whatever. Just you know, put in a little bit of effort to like try to win. But you, know, you don't have to go. It's but you know, making spreadsheets like Lauren would or doing any shit like just pay attention to like your team and you know, who's doing well and stuff. And it'll make you'll, you'll be interested in watching those players. And so it'll get you watching teams you don't normally watch. Uh, it's a lot of fun. That's, that's definitely like how, when I got back into baseball after a couple of years off, you know, for quite a while off, like it wasn't until I actually like had, a year of playing fantasy baseball that I was like, okay, I'm familiar with the yeah. league again. It's also, if you have a little bit of an addictive, addictive personality, like, like you, you know, you can't gamble because mm-hmm. you know, it'd be really bad for you. Fantasy baseball is like the perfect yeah. antidote for that. Totally. Especially like a head to head league. Strongly recommend like a head to head 12 person, a categories league. That's the sweet spot yes. for me. Yes. That's, that's all you need. And I think we still offer technically, if you subscribe to the Patreon, at one tier you will offer bad fantasy advice yes if you subscribe to the patreon at a higher tier i will give you good fantasy advice yes 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 that is that is at ten dollars you can dm me and i'll give you bad fantasy advice um and then if you yeah if you pay i think it's 15 or 20 lauren will give you good advice yeah and to be clear the advice will be better but it still won't make you win we should be very clear that <laughs> right. fantasy baseball is also stupid and random, and it will yep. kick you in the teeth every single year, all the time. Part but of the fun that that is available. There's only like two or three times that anyone has actually taken me up on that, and <laughs> like I think every time it happened, like I ended up like actually like accidentally giving good advice that like worked out well. So uh... <laughs> there you have it, folks. I would not. I think that's a small sample size. So grain of salt there. Okay, we got one question this week uh, that I want to get to here from Cooper Lund, former guest on the show. Why hasn't MLB solved its you can see the shirt through the pants problem by rolling out speed suits? Um, if you're not a Venture Brothers fan, a speed suit is it's a jumpsuit. Or, or, or if you're not a fan uh, like professional skiing, is that where this comes from? I think Cooper almost certainly means Venture Brothers. Maybe he <laughs> means skiing, but I think it's much more likely that he's referring to Dr. Venture on the Venture Brothers who has like the short sleeve jumpsuits and he always comes speed suit. And yeah, though no, this would be like such a hilarious way to solve that problem by being like, look, you said you had a problem with these jerseys. Well, now you can't see the shirt tails because it's all one garment. Like that, like it's like, yeah, well, we can still see their dicks and balls, but like <laughs> we, we just can't see the, the shirt tails tucking through. Like, that wasn't the actual issue. I mean, like, black pants are to solve a lot of these problems, I think. It is kind of a, the names, uniforms that they all, all have white pants. 
Black Panther does pretty efficiently solve this. Isn't part of the problem that like in the beginning though is like these are these were designed to be like more like sweat wicking or whatever. It's like some special material that's like supposed to be like more like Nike performance enhanced. Probably and that's like a factor. Yeah, that they've cited in what's different this year. Yeah, I guess you can't you. I mean, you can't just have them be playing in black all the time because God, that would get hot. Yeah, <laughs> this summer. Like, I guess they're white for a reason, too. Yeah, I think it would be fun if baseball had them all wear like the 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 uh, Malcolm in the Middle Hal speed walking setup. Yeah, with the weird helmet like thing. Yeah, with, the, with the, like yeah, the huge helmet. And yeah, that was a great show. Uh, was anyway, a great show. yeah. Uh, <laughs> why hasn't that movie solved its super problem? Um, it, 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 if they don't solve it soon, we're going to see something like that. I think players will just start wearing like like a thick layer of spandex underneath their pants or something. Yeah, they're all wearing spanks underneath. <laughs> that would actually, that'd be so funny. That's It's going to be that or they're going to like just wear sweatpants over them. And MLB yeah. will start finding people to make them stop and they'll figure out something else. It's going to be this, like this race to like between player dignity and the league not never admitting their, their mistakes. I mean, that could be a, what was the, the roll ahead the clock thing or whatever? Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh fuck! That reminds me. Yes, I need you to mention this. The the move forward the clock. Last week, I think I said I would um, happily pay someone in Seattle to go to the Mariners game and get their turn ahead the clock uniform promo for me. I'm gonna. I did not get any offers. No one reached out to me. Someone on down. the Discord said something. Someone on Discord did. They did. Yeah. Some, I totally missed this. Someone did they in, at me. Someone on dis. No. Someone on Discord was like uh, trying to figure out the etiquette if I can you know, DM Lauren about this. I'm like, you can DM Lauren about this. I even tagged <laughs> you, I think. Um, yeah, they didn't. I, I, I'm, I'm even with that offer. I'm going to, you know, reach out to me. Cause I'm, I'm going to make clear that you either get two good seats or one great seat. I'm talking like first, like base level, like third, third baseline, uh, in, in towards the back of the, of the, the, the one, 100 set seats, uh, or two like decent th- 300 level seats. It's your choice. I'm, I really want that uniform. Okay. Well, I will, uh, I'll I'll show you who offered in the, the Discord yeah. to try to get you, but yeah, yeah, get get Lauren the uh, the jersey that she wants. I, I have the space on my wall to frame that and and the one from the Mets. Like the, it's going on the wall. We're gonna use the little power that we have from having this like <laughs> almost popular thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I was gonna say is this: this could be the speed suits, the the oh, one piece sure. jumpsuit. That could be a the like, turn ahead the clock to like the twenty fifth turn ahead twenty sixteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, they I all think have just like it... Mass Effect suits on while they play. They'll wear like <laughs> the Starship Troopers football uniforms, you know. Totally. I think there would be yeah. one team today that would just like like do like a post-apocalyptic Water Wars uniform, and that'd be kind of cool. Like oh, the Diamondbacks yeah. should do that. The Diamondbacks should just be like we're, yeah. we're prepping for the realistic future, where we're like they're, they're all wearing like this like Fremen skin like like skin suits like with the yeah. water with the nose plug. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be the twenty fifty. Turn ahead the clock nights for any team on the West Coast. Yeah, Tori Lavolo, like dressed like a Morton Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be sick, actually. Yeah, I did see wrong. Dune. I did really like Dune part two. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Was it was great. <laughs> yeah. We all saw it. We didn't immediately want to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, it was, we're, uh, it was yeah, great. Because we're pros here. We're, we have to get our picture <laughs> of baseball. <laughs> and then we can talk about Dune. That's an evolution because of our. That's it's a testament to how how far we've come as podcasters. So I remember the first one came out the, the next week. We were just like fucking Dune, man. Let's go <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. Like it was, we did the intro and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. I went to it on three p.m. I went three p.m. on Thursday. I like got all my work done early, 
and uh, got just real stoned and went to Dune and had <laughs> such a good time. My friend randomly was like, hey, I got these advanced tickets to Dune and IMAX. You want to go? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Hey, hey, sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, D&D, I can't make it tonight. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I went with like six people. We didn't go to IMAX. We're at the point of like we're in our 30s now where it's like IMAX is kind of hurts some of our ears a little too much to do IMAX. I can still handle it sometimes. <laughs> Wearing earplugs like, to the I IMAX like it's a concert. Like, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. The AMC Georgetown IMAX is fucking brutal. Like it, there's a, some IMAXs where it's fine, but that one I won't go to because it is to like tune too loud. I went to IMAX and it, yeah, it was all right. Maybe mine must have been tuned, tuned down a little bit, but <laughs> I don't They're know. I, I, got, I had a great time and it was a great movie, but like I was like stoned enough where I was getting a little distracted by like how many people were getting up to like go to the bathroom or whatever. There was like a guy sitting in front of me that got up like three times in the movie and what? walked out and he wasn't like coming back with candy or uh. anything. I was like, are you doing coke? Like, <laughs> what is your problem? Like in true Frank Herbert fashion. Yeah. Just doing lines in yeah, the bathroom yeah. <laughs> to keep the buzz going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was thinking about going again, seeing it again today, and maybe dropping yeah. out, like a half tad of acid before. I I, I don't know. Uh, I, obviously, I'm joking. I don't have acid. I would never mention really like activity on the podcast. But yeah, uh, the thought had crossed my mind that uh, if, if I did have LSE in my desk drawer, I, I I would maybe give that a shot. That might be fun. <laughs> that does sound very fun. I do want to see it again. If I wasn't running a D and D game tonight, I would probably go tonight. Friend of the podcast, Cooper Lund, who we just answered the question from, texted me last night. Should I go see June two again? I have a free evening. I was like, hell yeah, man, let's let's go. Absolutely. It's an event. I think, I think it's like the opening weekend is still only gonna be like comparable to like Han Solo like the Han Solo solo movie. Like it, it's <laughs> it's gonna do well. It's just frustrating that it's not the I don't know, movie. like the, the, I left what like feeling like this is great. I I don't feel insult I'm like my intelligence was just insulted for two hours. Yeah. Right. Like 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 I feel when I'm leaving uh like Miss Marvel or whatever. Look, but yeah. Dune costs like 180 million dollars to make. I just looked it up. Solo 190. Yeah, 190. Yeah. Solo was 275 million to, how? to, to make that movie. <laughs> how how it's because I know exactly why they do that. I exactly know how it happens. It's really stupid. The Disney like process is so extravagantly poorly organized. Yeah. Like they'll announce the project before they have a script. They they have everything slated like two years out and then they have to like rush the whole time. A, a mo- movies are cheap when they're like shot efficiently mm. uh, w- with like a good script. The script and storyboard already made out and you stick to those. And you the editing process, you don't need to change the plot for test audiences. And you don't have to do a bunch of rewrites. reshoots. Yeah. It's the rewrites, it's the reshoots, it's the redoing of the CGI. It's all that stuff. That's what makes those movies stupid expensive. Like Dune was just like it was it was directed by a competent, like a, a competent visual director who's like sketched things, storyboarded things out. They knew where they were going to shoot because they had done the previous one. That helps. Yeah. And they just they, they had a process in place that was much more efficient than the Disney process, which is incredibly fucking overcomplicated and sh- slapdash and rushed. It's a it's a bad system. Yep. But anyway, they, they, they he did have a some line people were quoting about how. Uh, in his mind, kind of the inspiration, the reason he felt compelled to tell us the story of the of Dune and the Fremen was because he related it back to being Quebecois and how that was like, so <laughs> funny. That was so funny. Uh, what he did? What? Yeah, he said like, yeah, you know, we feel like we weren't really represented in government for a long time. Our culture was kind of mocked by the rest of Canada. Uh, we didn't really feel respected. So I, I like could, he kind of related to the Fremen through that through being Quebecois. 
Hebequanchi Hodge. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is why we need to bring French Canadians into baseball so so bad. So bad. <laughs> we need an Expos team as soon as possible because they'll be cooking on this on this level like every game. It's gonna be so mm. just imagine the fucking promos. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. And the giveaways. Oh. God, it's so great. We we need Quebecois culture in baseball so bad. Yeah, them like booing the Canadian national anthem and stuff. Like it'd be so sick. <laughs> They'd have like a really like abstruse and hard to interpret mascot. Yeah, it'd, it'd be great. Yeah. And Toronto, you know what? The Blue Jays need like a real rival that's yeah. not just like the rest yeah. of the AL East, you know, just in general. They need like a very sp- they need a specific rival, like you know, the Yankees and the Red Sox sort of deal. Would they get into a custody battle with the with the Habs over Yuppie if they came back? Oh, yeah, probably. That'd be cool. You'd have to. Do you think you'd do double duty because there there isn't that much overlap or would they just make a new mascot, I wonder? I think they'd like, because they're French Canadian, like this really elaborate storyline where like he's like a divorced parents and he's splitting weekends between the two, like a custody battle thing. And he's like, you get like, Dave Raymond like... up there to do the, you know, the gritty <laughs> backstory type thing. Yeah. Yeah. With them, yeah. Yeah. Just like a four-minute black and white video of UP being really sad, like hanging out at <laughs> a car park, smoking cigs. Yeah, that rule. Some like CBC sponsored. Yeah, that 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 would be fucking awesome. Look at us bringing Doom Talk back to baseball. We're, we're so good at this. We're we're so ready for the season. Yep, yep. I think on that on that note, we gotta end the show here. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Now is a good time to go subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash batting around. Even if, you know, you just do the normal $5 one and not the one where you get fantasy advice from me or Lauren. Um, So $5 gets you bonus episodes, though. Gets you access to our, uh, you know, our the members only parts of our Discord, which admittedly aren't, you know, super, super active. But uh, <laughs> you get the two episodes. And then we, we're going to figure out something, I think, to replace the... Uh, watch longs this year we'll probably still have a couple of them but we're not going to do them every month like we used to before yeah. so we'll find something I'm, to replace that i'm thinking uh, i'm the only one voting for book club yeah. jane and steven are both anti-book club that's I'm, not true I'm that's not true I, book club i just don't want to run book club okay i'll take the lead on book club <laughs> okay if you want to take the lead on book club then that'll, that'll i think that's what we'll probably end up doing on patreon so go sign up patreon.com first around. week for the first book is gonna be the power broker we're doing a power broker podcast too okay great <laughs> no <I'm laughs> thanks for listening everybody bye yeah i'm losing my edge i'm losing my edge the kids are coming up from behind I'm losing my edge. I'm losing my edge to the kids from France and from London. But I was there. I was there in 1968. I was there at the first can show in Cologne. Losing my edge. I'm losing my edge. To the kids whose footsteps I hear. I hear.